story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Mama G. Hello, it's Mama G here. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Storytime with Mama G. Now, if you listened last week, you will have heard me explain that I've decided to take a slightly different format with the podcast moving forward. And that is, we're going to have real life stories. Because one of my mottos is, be who you are. Be who you want to be. So I thought... We should explore what you can be, and I will try and meet lots and lots of people who are living their dreams and doing something incredible with their lives to give you the encouragement that whatever you want to do is absolutely what you should do with your life. And my first guest is someone rather wonderful who, in the pressure of my first recording of an interview where the other person was not in the room uh she had a better microphone than me and a better understanding of how to use it so her stuff sounds nicer than mine that is uh, all i can say about that but i hope you enjoy this interview so let's find out who's on the line Hello, uh, my name's Katie Pritchard. Hello, Katie Pritchard, and uh, tell me, what do you do, Katie Pritchard? Well, uh, Mama G, I do quite a lot of stuff. Um, I do a lot of comedy and acting and music. Oh, so you're on the stage. I am on the stage a lot, yes. How, and would you describe yourself uh, more as a comedian or an actor or a musician? Um, all of them. <laughs> Maybe more more comedy, perhaps, let's say. Let's go with comedy. But I've actually seen you do some comedy. Um, well, I've seen you do lots of comedy because you're very funny. And you do music and acting in your comedy. So I guess it's all combined, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's all mixed up, mushed all together. That's how I like all it. mushed together. <laughs> how exciting. You'll get a reputation with those words, Katie. Um, now, Katie, so you're, um, let's say you're a comedian now. Yes. Um, but... Let's talk about when you were little. Um, where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in London, just in North London there. So it's very lovely. Very nice. And when you were little, what were you like when you were a kid? Well, I'm still very little now. So <laughs> <laughs> some people listening are most likely very much taller than me. Um, when I was little, what was I like? Um, I guess I was very silly. Um, I always liked to do acting and singing and dancing. My sister and I would make up um, songs <laughs> for fun. And um, at Christmas, we had our favourite Christmas album and we'd make up little dances to some of the Christmas songs and perform them in the playground. <laughs> <laughs> I sound really cool, don't I, Mama G? 
You sound like the coolest person Tell on the planet, cool. Katie. You're very cool. <laughs> I have to ask though, Katie, can you remember any of the songs that you made up with your sister? Um, not that I made up, but I remember what songs we choreographed, made our dances to for Christmas. Oh, go on. What songs did you dance to? My favourite one was... Um, we are Santa's reindeer. We love to sing and dance. Do you know that one? I don't know that one, but I'm going to search it out. <laughs> so Do you remember who sang it? can tell. Oh, I don't know. It's on this like vintage, we used to have this vintage Christmas CD, which had that and I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> Those kind of songs. <laughs> on. Um, and they were really funny. So me and my sister each year would choose one to learn a dance to. Um, what a wonderful life. Well, <laughs> oh, how I miss those days. <laughs> <laughs> um, amazing. So you sound, when you were a kid, you were very interested in performing um, and dancing and singing and acting by the sounds of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely loved it. I did my first show when I was six months old, you see. What? How did you do your first show when you were <laughs> six months old? Well, my mum <laughs> my mum got me a part uh, to play the baby Jesus in the... T- in the nativity. Um, oh, wonderful. So yeah, but what she didn't realise was that in the show, the lady um, the lady playing um, Mary would carry me up some scaffolding. <gasps> so um, she was mortified when she realised that that was going to happen. Uh, but I had a lovely time by all accounts. Just having a nice old time. When did your mum realise it was going to happen? When she was watching the show? Yes. Oh, that must have been very, very scary. And of course, darlings, um, Katie's only young, but even back then, insurance what it <laughs> isn't what it was now. <laughs> no. No, especially not for a small production. No, like so we're that. lucky you're with us, aren't we? <laughs> very lucky. It might explain a few things. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't put you off the stage, which is marvellous. And what... What other shows were you in when you were little? Were you in school plays as well? Oh, yeah, I did all... Any school play that was going, I wanted to be in it. Um, Great. I did... I I joined Amateur Dramatics when I was very young. And I think my first show with them was when I was six. I was in The Wizard of Oz. And I played (gasps) the witch when she shrank in the cauldron. Oh, that's amazing. So I got to dress up as a witch and run around the auditorium pretending that I was a a shrunken witch. So that was lovely. Um, And what else did I do? I used to be in a dance school. So I remember I used to, uh, in one of my ballet pieces, um, I played a mouse and I played a burglar. So very versatile, very versatile acting and dancing. A mouse (laughs) and a burglar? (laughs) Yes, yeah. I remember it because I loved loved the costumes. And I remember my burglar costume was like a black leotard, black tutu, but with a white piece of bandage around my waist to make me look like a burglar. And a big bag. Very clever. (laughs) Very clever. Uh, I can remember when I was little and I was doing the amateur dramatics, Mm -hmm. I was in a production of Aladdin and I played a character called Hanky Panky. Oh, which I, I don't know if that's truly appropriate in any way now. <laughs> How old were you? And I think I was about five. <laughs> and then another year I played a rainbow and really things haven't changed. <laughs> what a lovely role. 
What did you do with the rainbow? I can't remember what the rainbow had to do with anything. I can't even remember what the show was called. Um, uh, I wish I could tell you. I'll, I'll look it up one day and I'll I'll reveal it to the world. I'm um, imagining. Unfortunately... Oh, sorry. No, no, you you continue, Katie. <laughs> sorry, Mama G, to interrupt you. I'm just really vividly <laughs> imagining you as a giant piece of foam of a, of a rainbow with your head in the middle, singing your little socks off. That's what I've got in my head. What was your outfit like? I think it might have just been um, something blue, like a blue outfit, just with a rainbow stuck to us. Oh, lovely. It, we, we weren't high tech. Low res. Uh, very, very <laughs> low res. Very low. That's the best way to see me, actually, in a low resolution. Um, so you did lots of uh, theatre and things when you were at school. But when you were at school, mm-hmm. was there, what did you want to be when you were at school? Did you want to be on the stage then as well? Um, yes, I either wanted to be doing some acting or a forensic investigator. <laughs> Two very similar oh. jobs. Very similar well, jobs. Th- so are we going to see you soon on um, Silent Witness or <laughs> Midsummer Murders? That, I, I just think I was really into those kinds of TV detective programmes. I really like the science and my mum's a science teacher. So I oh. had a lot of science in my life and I found it very exciting. Um, so I thought, I really thought long and hard about being a like, forensics scientist forensic scientist yeah that's the right word isn't it <laughs> i mean At, a short while ago and in, now <laughs> and, and and in the long run mm-hmm. apart from not being able to say the job title yeah. properly what put you off becoming a forensic scientist um oh it was my physics teacher actually he said to oh. me um because i couldn't decide what i wanted to do and he said to me that I could choose whatever I wanted, be whoever I wanted to be. But he did say, um, he asked me one question. He went, if you did drama and music, would you do forensic science as a hobby? And I said, no. And he said, if you did forensic forensic science, would you do drama and music as a hobby? And I said, yes, obviously. And he said, so why don't you choose to do the thing that you're most passionate about as your actual job, since you can? And um, I was like, oh, yeah, he's, he's actually got a point there, <laughs> hasn't that's, he? That's incredible. Can you remember your teacher's name? Um, off the top of my head, no, which is such a shame. But he used to teach me physics, and he was one of my favourite teachers that I've ever had. Not and just because of that. That's why I, I asked him what I should do as a career, because I couldn't decide. That's and then, amazing. Uh, and he gave, gave me that you some... golden nugget. I mean, that's really good advice. Yeah. Uh, and I think if, if anyone's listening who's not sure what they want to be when they grow up, and that obviously goes for the adults as well, because I don't want to assume that the adults are grown-ups, mm. um, do your passion. That's amazing. Yeah, especially because he, he was like, uh, in my instance, I had the same grades across any subject. So he was like, you can literally do whatever you want to do. It's the same, right? Um and he was really supportive of me going into performing, which I thought, scientists, I thought everyone wants you to be a scientist. So, oh, absolutely. I mean, I loved science. So it was a, it was a tricky decision, but in the end he was right. 
I wouldn't be doing science as a hobby. And I have to ask Katie, <laughs> it was the right decision, wasn't it? <laughs> I, yes. Well, yes. Until the lockdown right now, where perhaps being a scientist would have been a bit useful. But with my spare time during this lockdown, um, I've decided to spend it not attempting to do any physics. And that's my way of helping. Well, that's actually a little white lie, isn't it, Katie? <laughs> because you have been attempting to do some physics. Because <laughs> you told me earlier, what have you actually been attempting to do? I've been, I've been filming myself trying to reach things in my flat. And how's that been going? Not very well, because uh, what people listening might need to know for context uh, is that I'm actually only five feet tall. So very small, can't reach a lot of things. Um, but it's been really good to experiment and investigate and discover how tall and how much I can actually reach in my flat. Um, uh, now I know. What can you reach in your flat? Um, well, I was very excited that I could reach the extractor fan switch on my bathroom. <laughs> now, 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 it might not sound like much, but I thought that was really far out of my reach. But turns out I could reach that one if I gave a little jump to get up there. Well, that's um, fantastic because that is quite useful sometimes to be able to reach yeah, that. If you need to see in the mirror after a shower, that is a very useful thing to be able to reach. And what can't you reach in your flat many things um the probably the most important thing that i can't reach in my flat is the iron which lives on top of the fridge can't oh, no. reach that so i just have crumpled clothes that's my style and, and what a style and what a perfect <laughs> excuse katie what a great excuse oh but you haven't thought to buy yourself an iron that you can reach or just or to get keep the iron to somewhere else. Down. No. Well, that's that's where it lives, you see. And crumpled clothes are who you are now. That's who I am now. I've accepted it. I've embraced it. And I'm very happy. I think that's <laughs> wonderful because you're wonderful in every single way, Katie. Now, oh, Mama G. Well, it has to be said. And truly, <laughs> listeners, she is. Um, now, uh, let, before we finish, well, I've got mm -hmm. lots of questions, actually, so don't go anywhere. <laughs> um, before we finish, let's begin. <laughs> exactly. Um, when, going back to when you were at school, mm -hmm. what were your um, favourite books when you were at school? Oh, excellent question. Thank I you. <laughs> I definitely um, loved and got through very quickly... Um, all of Horrible Histories. Yes. Um, all of them. Gobbled them up. Uh, Goosebumps. Loved yes. them. Yes. Um, I was very lucky to be in school at the time Harry Potter was around. Amazing. So that was that was exciting. Um, although not, not as young. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm so young. <laughs> I'm so young, <laughs> Mamma G. I don't, I don't remember a time when Harry Potter came out. No, I was there when Harry Potter came out, so that was fun and exciting. Well, and you, what you... else? I used to read a lot of... Um... <laughs> this is going to make me sound even cooler than I already sounded. I'm very um... excited. <laughs> I used to read a lot of encyclopedias and fact <laughs> books. 
I love knowledge. Where as soon as Encarta ninety five came out, I would sit on there for hours. Now, That's wonderful. should we explain what Encarta ninety five is? Uh, this is going to be a very long explanation because we have to explain <laughs> lots of things along the way. Oh gosh! Because Encarta ninety five so was before DVDs, and we don't even know what DVDs are now. They were yeah. on um, it was on a CD ROM. But, but yeah, people would know. So. In 1995, I guess, that's why it was called 95. That's why? I mean, I don't know. I didn't look that up. I should have... Oh, I should have researched. <laughs> you should have used Encarta um, 95 to find it. So, a time before now, let's say 1995, <laughs> when computers were massive and they couldn't fit on your laps, um, you used to have CD-ROMs, which is essentially the same as a CD or a DVD or something like that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a, a modern alternative. There isn't one, but I'm sure no. people will know. And this CD in Carter 95 was a huge, um, it's just a huge encyclopedia on a CD. Yeah. It's like Wikipedia now, but on the CD and actually factually accurate. Absolutely. And, um, but you couldn't, you couldn't look up really, really, really random people and find facts, and you couldn't, no. you couldn't find the um, the order that people got eliminated off of Britain's Got Talent. No, and you couldn't add um, amendments. No, and the information so, that was on okay, in yeah, Carter ninety five right. was there. You're right. It's very different to Wikipedia, but um, slightly similar, like a book in the computer. And do you remember that there was a game on it? No, I never played the games. I was there oh. for the knowledge, Mama G. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking now about how many people have switched off because we're talking about Encarta 95. <laughs> but imagine the new audience I'm going to get, Katie, from people well, that remember it. it. You're welcome. People that can't believe we're talking about it. Um, but They're I... here for the nostalgia <laughs> Absolutely. of Encarta 95. Or the, just the geekery of it all. But I do remember there was a game where you played a knight in a castle and you used to go from room to room and you'd answer questions about things and getting the answers right would allow you to go through to the next room. But I don't remember why you did it. I don't remember what, what the point was. I'm so jealous that th you had a game and you were able to play it and I I was just there looking up like, a, like an absolute chump, just there looking up articles for homework. As if you're doing your homework, Katie, that's <laughs> admirable. And that's one thing that hasn't changed. We should all still do our homework. <laughs> um, so so you um, are full of knowledge. Uh, you're a well. tiny person full of knowledge. Um, so when you decided, when your physics teacher told you to become a an actor and a comedian, and because that was your passion, how did you go about becoming an actor and a comedian? Well, um... He helped me choose which subjects I was going to do at my A-levels. And then after that, I applied to university. And I still wasn't 100% sure. I still applied to uni to do um, a double degree of philosophy and drama. Wow. Um, and then I, couldn't, I met all these universities and I just wasn't sure which one was right for me. And... So I declined all the offers and went, took a gap year to try and figure out um, if I could make a better decision. And in that gap year, 
I did loads of acting. I worked as a jazz pianist in a bar and I realised that I love music and acting. So then I went to do um, a musical theatre degree at university. And which university did you go to? I went to... um, It's got a new name now, but it used to be Buckinghamshire Chilterns University College. Um, in Buckinghamshire. Of course. It would be very weird if it wasn't. Well, this is it. Some people do name things willy-nilly, though. That's true. You can never (laughs) trust a name. Uh, And what's it called now? Do you know? Um, I think it was Buck's New Uni for a bit. Uh, I'm not sure if it's still that. Well, uh, legend has it, legend has it that one of the administrators phoned up a conference and they mistook the name as being Buckinghamshire Children's University College. And she thought, I'm not having that. We've got to change the name of this university because I don't want people thinking that it's a children's university. Absolutely. So then it got changed to Buck's new university. Wow, what a what a legend that is. That's up there with King Arthur, I think. Yeah. <laughs> now, if they didn't switch off at Encarta 95, I have a strong chance they've, they've <laughs> shut off there. No, well, this Sorry, is, everyone. This is all full of fascinating information. <laughs> um, and now we, we will get to the interesting bit momentarily. I'm sorry, did you, sorry, did you want to talk to me um, because you wanted me to... <laughs> to do jokes and have fun well i thought it might be a nice showcase for you katie but um (laughs) as it is you're doing very well at getting on university challenge (laughs) so Uh, please forgive me mama g i am so sorry well i i do know what i will not forgive you katie because there's nothing to forgive you for because i'm having a lovely time and that's what matters (laughs) and when you are in the industry that we're in if we're having fun the audience are having fun that's what i go by um that's the rule it 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 really is the rule though isn't it unfortunately you can always tell when the audience has stopped having fun and then you try and make sure they have fun again sometimes you're successful sometimes you're not and and i mean you in the general sense not just you katie you're always successful no that's fair (laughs) based on this conversation Everyone will be aware that that is very fair of you to say that, Mama G. Okay, well, um, good. Well, I'm glad you're not offended because that was not my intention. Um, now, uh, what as an actor and a comedian, as a professional who gets paid for it, um, what what have you? I'm going to ask the dreaded question. What might we have seen you in? <laughs> um, well, um, note the pause. <laughs> Not a lot. Um, I I was on TV last year. That was very exciting. I got to go on Harry Hill's Club Night. Oh, and you got soup <clears throat> spilt on you. I got souped, yes. Fantastic. Um, I think it was a set-up. I'm pretty sure someone, set, someone thought, gosh, I wish someone would just pour tomato soup all over Katie. And then I got this job without auditioning so that's making me question it even more (laughs) and I turned up and they were like here's three sets of clothes because what we're going to do is just throw some cold tomato soup on you and um, as it happens we only needed one take apparently my soup my shock at the soup was enough 
in the first take. So wonderful. So uh, if you need anyone um, to have soup thrown over them, um, do give Katie a message via her social medias. Um, so Please do. Turns out she will turn up. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll have a lovely time. So that's, um, that's amazing. And you also go to, um, you gig up and down the country with uh, bands and you do your own solo shows. You do shows for children, shows for adults, and you go to festivals. You do all sorts. You're very busy. Well, yes, normally incredibly busy. <laughs> normally very busy, yes. Um, but now the world is telling you to slow down. Now uh, the world has insisted I take a little break. So I'm just sat in my lounge for the last few <laughs> weeks, um, measuring if I can reach anything. So that's that's the state of my world right now. <laughs> and normally, when you're when you are out on the road, are you having a lovely time? Oh, it's so nice. Yeah, I get to see loads of parts of the country, and meet all these lovely comedians that are incredible, and um, more often than not friends um and i get to go and visit my friends as i do gigs in wherever they happen mm-hmm. to live in the country and um i try to make a day of it with each gig that i have if it's far away from home um and yeah and my job is just basically to go and have fun and hopefully other people that are watching get to have fun with me and makes everyone feel better and we will have a nice time and then i drive home <laughs> So it's pretty pretty good job actually. This it sounds amazing. And and do you have any advice for people listening who might want to do this job? I guess the the hardest thing is just going out and doing it for the first time. So if you are thinking I guess of being an actor or a singer or a musician or a comedian um or anything basically on the stage the hardest thing is just the first time that you do it. And then once you've done it, you'll know how fun and exciting it is. And if you want to do it again, and then the, you've already done it. So that's the worst that, what's the worst that could happen? Do you know what I mean? Um, and once you get over that hurdle, I think it's smooth sailing from there. Obviously for comedy, sometimes there's gonna be hard gigs and sometimes there's gonna be really fun, lovely, amazing, easy gigs that you wish they could all be like that all the time um but it's the hard gigs that make you write the best material and that you learn the most from so um so I never begrudge having a tough gig even at the time I might be like oh I wish that gig was easier um but I'll get home and I'll always end up writing loads more material because I just want to be better be the best version of me that I can be so it's very exciting that's amazing advice. Thank you so much. Do you know what? I think that might be a very nice place to end our conversation because you've wrapped it all up so beautifully. Um, now, before we do go, however, and I really truly mean it this time, um, where can people find you if they want to find out more? Um, so if you want to find out more about me, uh, I have a website, uh, which is just my name, katiepritchard.co.uk. Um, and if you're on social media, you can find me almost everywhere at Katie Pritchards with an S at the end. I don't know why. I've regretted it ever since <laughs> I made that. Um, but yeah, with an S at the end. Um, with no S, you'll get through to a singer-songwriter in Texas. And she is very angry every time that that happens. So don't do that. 
Um, is is <laughs> and, she really uh, angry when it happens? No, she normally sends me a message going, I haven't sung a song about lettuce, so this must be for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Had she, maybe she should sing a song about lettuce. I'm wondering if she's starting to hold back on sending me those tweets and using those song inspirations for herself. Absolutely, I might so, look her up after uh, this. <laughs> um, she seems really nice. Uh, a nice person to share a name with. Um, and oh, on YouTube, I'm Katie Pritchard Tube. Of course, why not? <laughs> why, why not? Indeed. <laughs> well, Katie, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Mama G. It was a pleasure. Um, and everybody else, well, I'll probably do a sign off later. So let's just say goodbye to Katie. Everyone say goodbye, Katie. Bye, Katie. Bye, everyone. <laughs> See you later, Katie. Bye, <laughs> darling. Bye, bye. So that was the delightful and very wonderful Katie Pritchard. And uh, go and find her on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can see all, and YouTube, of course, Katie Pritchard Tube. And you can see all the fabulous things um, that she gets up to. She really is an incredible performer, and I'm very lucky to know her. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that interview, and if there are any aspiring comedians out there, I hope it has given you some inspiration that you can talk about anything, even in Carton 95, and still have a career. Um, obviously, no offence to Katie. She is very, very, very funny, as you could tell. Now, um, that's the only way this format is changing, which means it is now time for my book of the week. Now, my book of the week is a piece of young adult fiction. It is called The Good Hawk, and it's by Joseph Elliott, and it's for readers who are 12 plus. Now, I was um, given a copy of this book by one of my friends, and she thought it would be right up my street, and bridey darling, you were not wrong. I absolutely loved The Good Hawk. Now, the reason why Bridie thought the Good Hawk would be right up my street is because the hero of the book is not your common hero in this sort of adventure. So this adventure is set um, uh, quite a while ago uh, in a place like Scotland. And uh, it's a sort of a sort of a Viking time, I would imagine. Um, it's it's very, very, very wonderful because the hero has Down syndrome, which means that uh, every other chapter, because the chapters are spoken in the first person from each of the characters, and every other chapter has a very different perspective on the world to the other chapters. And it's really incredible the way that uh, Joseph Elliot has written the book in such in a way that seems to articulate the experience of having Down syndrome and also validates Down syndrome people as being incredible, fantastic and functional members of society, which of course we know they are, but unfortunately so many times people who aren't considered normal 
uh, or have a an illness or a disability that stops them participating in the world in a way that people think we are all supposed to, um, sometimes we devalue them. And this book absolutely makes you understand and realise not only how valuable people are who have different abilities, but how wonderful and exciting and incredible those different abilities are. And it, that was very important to me um, because when I was little, I uh, grew up with a friend and, well, she's still my friend now, who has something called Turner's Syndrome and she's an incredible, brave and fantastic person. And I'm ever so grateful that I knew her when I was little so I could see just how wonderful people with her condition are. Um, and I would like to say a big thank you to Joseph Elliott for highlighting another condition in the most wonderful and exciting way. This book is completely unputdownable. I read it so quickly and the good news is it's part of a trilogy. This is only part one and the cliffhanger at the end of this book is gripping and I am desperate to know when Joseph Elliot will be ready to publish the next one. I'm really hoping it will be tomorrow. So that is The Good Hawk by Joseph Elliot. When all of this nonsense is all over with the coronavirus, do go and support your local independent bookshops and get a copy of this book, because also this is Joseph Elliot's first book and he definitely deserves for everyone to read it. Well, thank you so much for joining me for a slightly different story time with Mamma G. Do let me know what you thought. If you like the new format, let me know if there is anybody you'd like to speak to. What do you want to be when you grow up? Tell me, and if I can find someone who will be able to give you some inspiration, I will do my very best. I want to speak to everyone who's got any kind of job because they are all interesting. Um, the way you can tell me is by finding Mamma G Stories on Facebook and Instagram. And you can even send me an email to info at petitepantos.com. Or you can watch my Facebook Lives every Wednesday and Sunday. And you can send me a little comment and a little message. And we could have a little chat. How fabulous that would be. So yes, my Facebook Lives are every Wednesday and Sunday. I read books I do activities and crafts and I'm generally quite silly. You just need to like my Facebook page, Mamma G Stories, and you'll get the notification that it's going to take place. And don't forget, you can also buy my books online. If you'd like a personalised story, a custom video of any sort, you can absolutely get in touch and request one. I have plenty of free time at the moment. And if you would like to support the podcast and support the Facebook Lives, you can also go to patreon.com Mamaji Stories and sign up for some exclusive Mamaji goodies like bedtime stories and discounts on my merchandise. And you can also go to ko-fi, I believe you say that coffee, ko-fi.com uh, slash Mamaji and uh, you can buy me a coffee. If you would like to support the work in that fashion, or you can share this with your friends, you can subscribe, you can leave reviews on Apple, that's also very helpful. But most of all, you can listen, you can enjoy, and you can be inspired. I'll see you next week. Bye! It's story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. 
Story time. Story time with Mama. 